Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is the contest that sweeps the upstate every single Wednesday that puts money in the bank accounts of all your phone carriers because you guys are just sending so many messages. To get into this contest, it's absolutely huge and epic the way that this thing has grown year over year, efforting the standings from P1 listener Dan B, who's sending it over, trying to get those. I don't currently have the standings, waiting for that email to come through. Uh, but, uh, you know, we are at bowl season and we're running out of games for you to pick. So, you know, make your picks. 71307. Here's how this contest works. You have to pick an upset that is at least a three-point upset. So I believe there's one this week that is currently sitting at uh, minus two and a half. And Dan B, he's he does a fantastic job at this. He screenshots all of the spreads right as we're starting the contest at 4 o'clock on the dot every single Wednesday. He locks those spreads in. So whatever it is as of right now, this moment, that is what the spreads, and thank you, Dan, I just got your email. That is what the spreads you have available to pick from. So going into bowl week, a limited number of games to choose from. we got some Friday night games, uh, New Mexico State at uh, Liberty in the Conference USA championship game. You also got Oregon at Washington going into Saturday, Oklahoma State, Texas, Georgia, Alabama, SMU, Tulane, Michigan, Iowa. And if you want to get on the board and make a huge splash, that's the one that you're going to have to pick. And then, of course, Louisville at Florida State sitting at minus 2.5 at the moment. That game is ineligible. So if you want to get your picks in, send a text to 71307. Start your text with keyword FAN. And you got to give us your name, the game that you're picking, and the spread. Whatever the spread is, as of right now on ESPN.com, that is the official spread. But let's get into uh, let's get into some of these standings here from Dan B. There are currently 46 of you who are on the list. 46 who have points. Sorry, just Jess, you are pulling up the very, very rear of this. If your name isn't called, you probably don't have any points. So 46th place, just Jess at half a point. 44, Mark Ryan's dad pops. He's got one point. 44th, uh, Cowboy Noel, he has one. John G has one and a half points. Wolverine Joe, who I believe made a deep run in this contest last year, he is at two and a half points. Rodney Mintz also at two and a half, 40th place. Uh, Jeff Hur, he's got three points. Mark Ryan at three and a half, way down there in 39th place. Uh, Rob Brown got a smile on his face when he heard that uh, that Mark is failing so no terribly. No such thing, the audacity. <laughs> 
Yeah, 37th place, we got John Corley. He's tied with T. Hell with four points. Four and a half points in 36. That's Will G. Five points from Mongo. Michigan J. Todd and Emerson M. They all have five points. Buckeye Brian has five and a half. J. Rock has seven points. He's in 30th place. In 28th place, tied for that, Spur Daddy, Reese Davis, and Scotty Mack, all with eight points. In 27th place, J.C. has nine and a half. Isaac has 10 points. He's in 26. Roger Carper has 10 and a half points. He's in 25th. Delvin, who is on the phone, we're going to come to him here in just a moment. He's got 11 points. Delvin, Delvin had this contest in the bag early this season. He was just raking off winners here and there, right, left and right. But he has fallen down to 24th place. I am in 23rd with 11 and a half points. Kelly Ford has... 12 and a half. He's in 22nd place. Kevin Hines has 13 and a half points. He's in 21st. Now we reach the top 20. Brandon Gibson has 16 points. He's in 20th place. Logan Simpson, 16 and a half. Gamecocks forever has 18 and a half points. He's tied with Justin L. That's tied for 17th place. Delano, the truck driver, has 20 points. He's in 16th place. In 15th, Stanford Steve with 21. In 14th, Dan B. He's got 23 points. Madcraft has 24. He's in 13th. Minor 49er, he has 25 points. He's in 12th. In 10th place, here we go. 25 and a half points. The Leprechaun and Lyman and Sherb, you are tied there at 10th place. Kyle D has 27 points. He's in 9th. In 8th, Gold Rush, 28 points. In 7th place, Josh Pate. And I feel like that's cheating a little bit because he's got a model. And that model really seems to help because it's it's really helping him. He's got 28 and a half points. He's in seventh place. In sixth place, Pat McAfee with the might of ESPN analytics behind him. He's got 30 and a half points. Uh, he certainly didn't pick well in the App State James Madison game on college game day. Suck it, Pat. In fifth place, E. Thoughty with 32 points. In fourth place, Mark L. He's got 34 and a half. And currently on the medal stand, Brandon, our own Brandon, has 35 points. In second place, Lee Corso with 36. Lee, the man, has 36 points. And in first place, Joe D with 37 points. And again, you don't have a whole lot of games to choose from this week. You only got two, three, four, five, six, six games to choose from. Who are you going to take in this week's upset challenge? We go to the phones right now. As always, Delvin leads this thing off. Delvin, who do you like and why? I'm probably going to be copying off of your paper because you tend to be more right than wrong. Okay, Dan, let's uh, let's check on that one. You might be right there. Uh, Dan, let's see if we can check on Delvin's score. You said you picked Texas State over South Alabama. If if we made a mistake, we will get that corrected. Who do you got this week? I got your alma mater. I got yes. South State plus six and a half over mm. Troy. I love it, Delvin. I love it. I what love do you the- see in that game that makes you pick App State? I love the momentum of Al State guy coming out there big way against James Madison. And I love your quarterback, man, Aguilera. I don't know where you guys found him, but he is balling right now, man. He came out of junior college. He was supposed to be the backup this year, Delvin. If if our quarterback one hadn't broken his finger in the first game, in the first quarter of the first game, uh, Joey California would be Joey riding the pine all season long. But you're right. Over the last five games, App State has really come on, and they are scoring a lot of points. I think that's going to be a very popular pick. And out there, I was telling you, and I hope Rob, I think Rob might agree with this. Hey, Rob, I was telling the D's out there, I think that um, David Tepper is actually Dave Snyder. I think Dave Snyder had a master plan. I think he 
so the commanders, then somehow killed out David Tupper and turned into David Tupper, and now he's running the Panthers. I think the best thing that could happen for you right now is that, like, Dave Tepper gets convicted of a crime, preferably not one that hurts other people, right? Like, not not awful, evil Dan Snyder crimes. Like, I hope that he ends up getting caught, like... In you mean, a, like, in Jerry a, Richardson yeah, crimes? Like, no, no, no. I mean, like, a Madoff crime, right? Like, give me something that's blue-collar, that's white-collar, that's underboard, like, financial crime. Like, I don't want a crime where people are getting hurt by him, but give me one where he, like, ran a pyramid scheme and he's got to oh, go yeah, to jail. Yeah, give me a give me a give me a Tepper Ponzi scheme because I don't think he knows how to get out of the way. And if he don't get out of the way, Diesel and I are gonna be talking about a bad football team for a very long time. What about my Daniel Snyder? I told you that he's Daniel Snyder. That's yeah. it. That's it, man. It's it's amazing when you get super, super and thank you for the call there, Devil. When you get super rich people, a lot of them turn out to be jerks. It's incredible. It's almost like you have to be. It's like a prerequisite Here's the reality. for becoming a billionaire. When you are a billionaire, people know that you can do things for them. And by things, I mean literally anything because money gets everything done. And so you are surrounded by people constantly who are kissing every square inch of the rump because they know if I kiss just the right part, maybe this guy will do something for me here. He'll fund my whatever I want funded. And so you end up in a spot where not only do you believe that you're the smartest guy in every room, but you have a bunch of hangers on who all tell you you're the smartest mm-hmm. guy in every room. And so you never get told, hey, Dave, this is very dumb of you and you yeah. should not do it. You get surrounded by yes men and then you expect yes. And then you get angry when you don't get yes. We got a text here from Hurricane Jeff. He says, I didn't hear my name. Could you please tell me if I'm still on the list? Hurricane Jeff, yes, you are. You are in 40th place with three Points. Hurricane Jeff, 40th place with three points. Get your upset picks in. We've got some big games, some big spreads that you could pick this week. 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. You remember, you got to give us your name, your game, and what the spread is. You cannot pick a spread that is lower than three points. That means you cannot pick. You cannot pick Louisville over Florida State. Rob, you're going to feel good about that because you don't want to hear people picking against your team. I, uh, I, sir, am a University of West Florida Argonite. Oh, excuse me. All right. That is your, excuse uh, me. That is your D2 national yeah. champions. Yeah. Uh, no, listen, I'm going to say this. Uh, Florida State. Shout out to the Argonauts. Shout out to the Argonauts. They came up here and played North Greenville this year. Yeah. And I didn't go. You want to know why? Because they won't let you tailgate at that game. Boo. I know. I was like, they didn't well, say you point? couldn't pregame in your car. That's correct. Uh, so anyway. Let's make this real simple. Florida State beats Louisville. They're going to the playoff. Florida State doesn't beat Louisville. They're not, right? Uh, That's really the end of that game. And and I'm sure we'll talk some playoff chaos later on in the radio broadcast. But uh, if there is a team inside that undefeated four most likely to get upset this weekend, it's Georgia. Said what I said. Really? Said what I said. I did I did predict that would happen, and I had Bama Springer calling in. His phone was shortened out because it was covered in beer because he was spitting all over his phone. He said, man, you got brass balls for picking Alabama <laughs> to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't bet against Nick Saban. Mm-mm. I try – well, Everything I could possibly do look, to not bet against Nick Saban. Kirby's gotten him once. Yeah, right? he has. He's got him once. He has, and he's got the team to do it again. I but just, I find it's 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 just 
smart business yeah. to not bet against Nick Saban, especially when they came out and looked as bad as they did against Auburn. They they won the game, but damn it, they should be embarrassed the way they played against Auburn, the way they had to, uh, the Mir- Milrow miracle to win that game. They should come out pissed off, ready to curb stomp Georgia. You think that was a look-ahead game? Uh, that yeah. felt like such a look ahead game. I feel game like to me. it could. I feel like it could be like in in what world is Auburn Alabama a look ahead game? But when you're when you're Auburn and you you got the bejesus scared out of you the week before, um, you know how could you how could you not feel like well we got this one in the bag this team kind of sucks. Uh, we got Wood Josh texting in Washington over Oregon plus nine and a half. Washington's going to have to score a lot of points, and they're going to have to suddenly fight a defense this late in the season. But there you go. I mean, that is that is a pick. I mean, if you're going to make limited a pick, games, that's a, if you're going to make a pick here, picking a team that is undefeated that's already defeated a team to defeat a team a second time is the right pick. That being said, since that 36-33 game, these two teams have completely gone different trajectories, right? Sure. Like Oregon has become. I've been calling them since about week six. The most, not best, but most complete team in college football. There's not an element of their game that's lacking right now, and they showed that against Oregon State. So if you're going to pick one, Michael Penix Jr., a Heisman Trophy favorite, not the favorite, but a favorite, to win against a team he's already beaten is a real good nine and a half. Did that point point spread kind of take you back a little bit? Because I was a little taken aback by nine and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one, and um, but, but I think Oregon is is playing much more complete football right now. You know, looking around to, rest of the, to the rest of these games, uh, New Mexico State at Liberty. Liberty is smoking people right now. I'm not taking that one. Um, New Mexico State, what a story! You know, they've bounced around from conference to conference to conference and independence and this and that wherever. Uh, but they've they've found a landing spot there in Conference USA, and they're lighting people up this year. I'm not touching Oklahoma State over Texas with a 10-foot pole. Okie State has has just looked god-awful a couple of times this year. Yeah, but they looked real good a couple they, of times yeah, this year, Yeah, they have. Too. They have. They're a real streaky football team. The one that's really odd to me, and I'm going to say it right now, this one is my pick. This one is my pick. I am taking SMU plus 3.5 versus Tulane in the American Athletic Championship game. This is weird, Mar- uh, weird Rob. We got SMU. We got SMU at ten and two, uh, and Tulane ranked at twenty two, and SMU, according to ESPN's FPI, as a dog, has a seventy three percent chance to win this game. As the dog, yeah. So e- clearly, ESPN knows something I don't. Uh, can Can somebody tell me is there an injury on Tulane's roster that I don't know about? You know. Uh, Willie Fritz is sticking around there in in New Orleans, so there's not any massive changeover in the By coaching the way, what staff. What a hell of a job he's done at right? Tulane, right? Right. Shout out to him. You know, he, he took the job from uh, uh, from Georgia Southern and he parlayed it into a better gig. And and man, he's just it's making you think maybe Tulane would be a would be a, an expansion candidate for a bigger conference going forward. I know they're a small school. I know they're private. But, you know, it just feels like Tulane could get back to where they feel like they're supposed to be. Well, aren't they one of the only teams to ever leave a power conference? It was them and Suwani were both in the SEC and got booted or left of their own volition. It's crazy what happened there. But um, get you wanna, your pick. What, what did Tulane win in like four years before he got there? They had like one or two wins. They were awful. They were like, Colorado before Colorado I was, was Colorado. Say, respectfully to Dion, that's how the hell you do it, Jack. Yeah. 
Yeah, so those uh, get your picks in. We're still waiting. We'll be taking them the entire show. Get your get your upset picks contest uh, picks in. Uh, let me see here. A texter says this is from Leprechaun of Lyman. I need a big lucky one. Give me Oklahoma State plus fifteen over Texas. That comes from Leprechaun of Lyman. Texter here says, "Haha, Rob just said if I kiss the right part, he may do something for me." Josh Pate would say immunity to that, but you let it fly. It is what it is, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I need you all to know, for those of you who don't listen to my show from 6 to 10, yes, I do get up early. And by this point in the day at 419, I have wow. been awake, ladies and gentlemen, for 13 hours. You can kiss every part of mine. <laughs> keep your keep your upsets coming. When we come back, uh, because we are uh, shorthanded here on the show, we're taking some liberties. I'm replaying an interview that we had yesterday on the show with the voice. Let me rephrase that. He doesn't call himself that. He calls himself the director of broadcasting for Clemson University, Don Munson. We'll have that interview for you next right here on Offsides on the Fan Upstate. Whoa, the voiceover guy got the memo today. Carlos with a K, indeed, filling in for Mark Ryan. Uh, we hope to connect with uh, Director of Broadcast for Clemson Athletics, Don Munson, shortly. But in the meantime, let's get to some of your texts here. Because already the text line has been blowing up, which is always my goal to interact with all of you here. Because this is not my show. This ain't Diesel's show. Listen, even if Mark tells you it is, his name might be on it and everything, it ain't his show. We're here for you. All right, this is your show. So uh, you want to jump into the conversation at any point, number is 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663, or to carpro.com, text line 71307, keyword fan. Uh, But hold off on that. We will go to the guest line. As of now, we are joined by Don Munson, Director of Broadcast for Clemson Athletics. Don, it's Carlos, it's Diesel. I hope the holidays have treated you well, my friend. Uh, Let's jump right into uh, last Saturday here. A win is a win is a win. No matter how ugly or pretty it may be, the most important thing is that you secure the W. So I, I want to ask you, uh, what was the vibe around the team following the victory over South Carolina? Uh, jubilant is the vibe. I mean, absolutely. You know, in the locker room after the game with the fellas and uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, Clemson knows how to celebrate victories. That, that's for sure. And they had a, they had a great celebration uh, on Saturday night, no doubt. Don, Garrett Riley, year one, has not generated the explosive offense that we saw last year at TCU, especially not the offense that, that we all thought uh, would be even more explosive at Clemson with, with better athletes than you would have at a TCU. So in your mind, what has been the biggest thing that has detracted from his ability to kind of get this offense really humming? Well, I think one, uh, turnovers, particularly when you have the amount of turnovers that Clemson had inside the five, and you all of a sudden you're taking points away. Uh, you know, if you don't have those turnovers and, you know, those are converted, I'm not saying all those are converted into touchdowns, but say 75% of those are converted into touchdowns. Now all of a sudden, you know, you've bumped your point total up considerably. Uh, two, uh, I would say injuries have, have certainly played into into it. Uh, you lose Argue, you know, you lose your best offensive lineman midway through the season. You get another one that's hurt uh, as well. So you've had to turn to some freshmen that have had to step up and, and play there. Uh, injury at wide receiver again has, has been. And, and actually, I guess you could also say lack of a playmaker uh, at wide receiver has, has certainly been a, has been a factor. But, you know, Clemson figured out a way. Uh, they just they figured out a way. They sit there 
they said they're in four and four. I doubt very many people, you know, thought that they were going to go four and zero in the month of of November, but that's exactly what they've done. And now they head off to a bowl game, chance to finish nine and four uh, on the season, and really start to carry some momentum going into twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm Don. I'm glad you mentioned injuries because it's one of the things I wanted to know here. Uh, Bo Collins, Cole Turner, uh, Dabo mentioned hopes for Antonio Williams to return next month uh, for the bowl game. Adam Randall's working through a broken hand. Have you seen or heard any positive developments in the receiver room uh, for any of these guys to get back in time? Uh, you know, I haven't been uh, been. You know, I'm traveling today, for instance, with basketball. So I'm I'm in Tuscaloosa right now for a for a game uh, tonight against Alabama. And I haven't been around the guys that much. He actually gave them Saturday and Monday off, uh, so they didn't have to be around it. Uh, so um, and. So today is kind of really the first day that you would see them. I think they have a team meeting maybe going on right now, uh, as a matter of fact. So this will be the first time that they've gathered back up together as a team since the win on on Saturday. And uh, so they're, you know, other than what uh, the news about Jeremiah Trotter, uh, you know, declaring for the draft, there really hasn't been that much news that's come out of, of the football team. Don, you've talked about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about the youth movement on this team this year. What is the outlook on talent as it ages up into next season? Um, I know it's a little early to start looking at that, that sort of thing, but you know, you can say we have a lot of freshmen on the line or freshmen in these positions, and they're going to age up to a sophomore, junior from there. Um, how does that look going into next year, and how confident do you feel about their ability to just develop into that much better players? Well, I mean, I think if you take a look at the freshman class and, and what they've done on both sides of football, but particularly over on the defensive side of the ball, you know, if, if you don't think that those guys are going to are going to you know age well, then I think you're just crazy. Um, I, you know, like Khalil Barnes, Peter Woods, T.J. Parker. Uh, you know, you go on with uh, some of the other um, you know defensive backs, young defensive backs, Avion Terrell, for instance. You know, those four guys right there. I mean, just just look at those four guys right there. Uh, you know, all of those guys, uh, those are those are guys that are probably going to be playing on Sundays, to be perfectly honest with you. So you take a look at, you know, from that side, and guys that you haven't even seen yet. I mean, the guys that, that have redshirted as, as freshmen this year that, that you haven't haven't even had an inkling of that I've seen in practice and stuff. Uh, I'm just telling you, uh, things, things are pretty good, particularly over on the defensive side of the ball. Then over on the offensive side, yeah, I think that it helped that maybe Clemson had to go through what they had to go through this season with with young players contributing because that just bodes well, not only for next season, but then the season beyond that. Now, next year, you know, opens up with its own problem. The opener is in Atlanta against Georgia. You know, good luck. Uh, you know, but that's, that's, that's what's on the schedule. And, you know, that, that game, that Saturday night, first Saturday of the football season in, in Atlanta is going to be – you know, that's going to be a hot ticket. Uh, Clemson fans will probably go into that game, you know, a little skeptical of, of maybe their chances of winning. But I'm telling you, Clemson will be able to step on that field and, and go out, go at Georgia and hopefully make it a, you know, I think I think that's a game that Clemson can win. just depends upon, you know, who's going to leave what school. Uh, that's the other thing is who's leaving. In this day and age, you got to figure out who's staying, who's going. Uh, and then who are you going to add? as well so there's all kinds of pieces before we even think about getting towards next year yeah so actually on that note with the uh who's leaving who may join the team i'm i'm looking down here it looks like hunter helms is going to be entering the transfer portal 
Uh, so, you know, that's one less quarterback option that Dabo will have in the uh, roster uh, next season. What's the game plan with Cade going forward? You know, and are there any plans or do you think there could be, uh, you know, any type of help in the quarterback room uh, next season and, uh, you know, to try to strengthen the room a little bit? Well, I, you know, obviously the number one plan right now with Cade is, is to get him healthy. He has not been healthy uh, about the last, I don't know, six to eight weeks. Uh, he's been playing with an injury that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to divulge, but I know that he's been playing with an injury. Uh, so um, it, one is just to get him healthy. Two is to get him bigger and stronger because he needs to be bigger and stronger because of, uh, particularly, you know, we saw late in the year, uh, obviously, the 50 yards that he had rushing against South Carolina, that was huge for Clemson offensively to have their quarterback do that kind of damage in the run game. And that's a part of what Garrett Riley wants to do with an offense is have his quarterback be a running threat. And for most of the season, they just weren't able to do that with Kate because he wasn't able to do it. Uh, so he's, I think that's, that's part of it is, is, is right there. He needs to be a little bit better, you know, and I think things will start slowing down for him. They started slowing down as the season went along, take the things that are there. Don't force the ball where it doesn't need to go uh, because there's plenty of stuff that's always there. Uh, get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, but, I think that you will see that, you know, the Cade Klubnik that you saw this year won't be the same Cade Klubnik that you'll see in, in 2024. You'll you'll be a more experienced, hopefully a little bit of a bigger, stronger, faster Cade Klubnik. Uh, and to me, that's that's pretty good for the Clemson offense. Don Munson, director of broadcasting at Clemson. Don, you've been at, you've been at this as a play-by-play announcer for a number of years. I won't give the number. I'll let you do that if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but but how do you continue, for anybody who, who maybe wants to get into play-by-play, how do you continue to develop your skills this deep into your career? Because we all know the true the true master is constantly a student, is constantly looking for ways to, to add to their repertoire. So so how do you do that this deep into your career? Oh, I, you know, I go back and listen to broadcasts. you got to self-critique yourself. I also have a have a group of about uh, about three guys that uh, maybe not about once a month I'll send them some audio you know 15 20 minutes say hey, listen to this uh, you know tell me what you think give me give me your honest critique and I expect that from them I expect their honest critique uh, you know from from that standpoint um, so that's the that's the way that you have to go about it. I you know I end up doing about uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of around 120 broadcasts a year uh, very you know all the various sports that that I'm involved in. And uh, so, you know, it's part of it. You know, this is, I'm, thir- I, you know, I've spent 30 years broadcasting at Clemson. This is my 30th year that I've, that I've broadcast at Clemson. Uh, yeah, so no reason to stop know, from now. that standpoint. Huh? No reason to stop now, Don. No, no, uh-uh. no. And as I'll keep doing it as, as long as they, uh, as long as they allow me to do it, it's the best job on campus. Uh, but I know that, uh, you know, they want the best for me. The best is expected out of me. And, I fully understand that, and you know my job is to get better. It's to get better each each and every broadcast, and you know you you try to do that. You, there's never going to be a perfect broadcast. There's never a perfect broadcast, and usually in this day and age, also broadcasters are usually judged by their team winning, and whatever play call comes out of that. You know if you know when you have a grandiose moment, how do you call that play? Uh, and that's usually the way that that broadcasters are judged in, in today's era. Don, what is the one little thing 
that you critique yourself on the most? Oh, I think the thing that I critique myself on the most is probably, you know, in, in football, it's, it's time distance where the ball is. Uh, and I know that, you know, I've, uh, as some of my buddies that get on me, you know, why do you keep saying that the ball is on the left hash or the right hash? Well, because you're not seeing it on television. You know, that's the advantage of television is, is that a picture says a thousand words. Well, in radio, a thousand words has to paint the picture. And so it's, they're two vastly different animals uh, when it comes to broadcasting, but certainly down time, distance, score, uh, where the ball is, you know, that kind of stuff are critical. Same thing with basketball. Uh, I usually try to give the time and the score after every basket. Uh, so, you know, I'm trying to try to make sure that I, that I do that. Same thing in baseball, you know, baseball, a little bit of a slower pace sport, but you, you know, you got to make sure that and I, my, my rule of thumb in baseball is every third pitch somehow throw in there, what inning it is, how many outs, what the score is. Uh, so those, that's just the little minutia of things that I think uh, that usually make a, uh, you know, a, a good broadcaster. And then you steal from, you steal from the others, uh, you know, Ben Scully being, being the best. And if you go back and you listen to some of his broadcasts, particularly in big, big moments, uh, you know, like Sandy Koufax is the last of his no hitters. He's giving you the time of day. You know, it's, it's, it's now, you know, 1201, uh, you know, as, as Koufax, you know, is, is pitching one and one account as to Smith with two outs here in the eighth you know, or something like that. He's constantly doing that kind of things to make sure that he realizes it's probably going to be a moment in history. And he wants all the little fine detail points of that history uh, taken care of. Last one for me, Don, and then we'll let you run for our listeners who don't know outside of the orange bowl, which takes the best non-college football playoff team uh, from the ACC. There are no predetermined spots when it comes to these bowl games, you know, obviously uh, this is going to be looking to fill seats. You know, we're trying to get ticket sales here uh, for those who are organizing these bowl games. So I'll just ask you, what's the sexiest matchup that you want to see for Clemson? For me, I would love to see the Tigers take on Oregon State. You know, that DJU, you know, revenge game, if you want to call that. Uh, I believe that'd be the direct TV holiday bowl. If you had your pick of the litter, Don, what's the game that you want to see? Uh... You know, I want to see Clemson in the national championship game. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I really don't – it doesn't matter to me because I don't – you know, I don't worry. And I guess this is something that has rubbed off on me from Coach Sweeney. He doesn't care. He just doesn't care. He, he just wants to go – it's an opportunity for him to get 15 more practices in. It's an opportunity for him to better his team. It's an opportunity to go win uh, another bowl game and to – kind of cap off so I, I could care who the the opponent is like I, I really could I could care less who who the opponent is uh you know some people would say well you know do you want to see somebody out of the SEC yeah that'd be great that, that'd be fine uh you know you'd love to play somebody out of the out of the SEC do you want to go to the west coast and, and go to San Diego I can tell you that the road trip that basketball took to San Diego several years ago when they were in the NCAA tournament maybe the best road trip that I've ever been on and I've been you know, through the Caribbean and that kind of stuff with, with basketball and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just telling you, that road trip to San Diego for those five days that we were out there or whatever it was was just spectacular. Uh, been to some, you know, been, been to some big ball games, and that's one of the advantages of me, you know, to think that 
think that I've called four national championship games and you get to go see these semifinal games and national championship games and all that kind of stuff. It's one of the perks of the job. I've been to some great places, but you know what? I'm just going to be glad to show up wherever they sit, whether it's New York City and we're playing the Military Bowl or if it's San Diego and we're out there in sunshine where we're going to El Paso and playing in a, you know, in a bowl game there, the Sun Bowl, you know, do we go back down, maybe playing the Outback Bowl in Tampa? It doesn't matter. Let's, let's, just, let's just go and let's go win uh, is the other thing. Well, wherever it takes you, we know you'll be on the call and you'll have a blast doing it. Don, always appreciate the time that you take to uh, speak with us here. You enjoy the rest of your week. Appreciate it. Tune in for basketball tonight. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, let's pay some bills. That was Don Munson, voice of the Clemson Tigers, director of broadcast for Clemson Athletics. We will take a break here. It's Diesel. It's Carlos Fakay. We are the Fan Upstate. You're listening to Offsides. Don't go anywhere. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, normally we should be in break resting our voices because we talk a lot. Rob talks a lot. Rob talks a lot very loudly. How he's not hoarse all the time, I don't understand. Yeah! But here we are, two guys who like to talk, who know we shouldn't be talking to rest our voices, and what do we do? We talk the entire break. <laughs> and now my voice feels even more hoarse than it was before. I was like, hey, here's an opportunity to rest it. It's almost like we have a problem. We have an addiction to hearing our own voices. And we talk to people into paying us for it. I, right, right. I mean, they don't pay us a lot. But they pay us for yeah, it. Yeah, even, even Dan Scott is like, man... Uh, you're getting paid for this? I'm like, yeah. Why do you think I swing down by the um, by the kitchen downstairs to see if anybody left any bagels out from the night before? Let's be real. We do it for the free T-shirts. That's true. Yeah, T-shirts and concert tickets, baby. That's it. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be real. You and I can't put a value on all of the tickets and free swag and events that we've been able to go to and be in prime position for those events because of our job titles. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like I Ashley have, goes, uh, you could you could do something else, but like, man, what about all these free yeah, concert then I, tickets? Then I gotta pay for concert tickets, right? I have, I, I have, I have caught a pass from Drew Brees. I've taken a boxing lesson from Roy Jones Jr. I have shot free throws with Shaquille O'Neal. Like I have done awesome stuff. And on top of that, if there's a concert that comes to town, I'm sitting box. So like, life's pretty good. And also, I trick somebody into letting me talk about college football for a living. Yeah. Like, which of your friends, if given the opportunity? would want a job where they get paid to talk about college football? The correct answer is friggin' all of them. And somehow, Diesel tricked them into hiring us. Yeah, I think we just wrote a new verse to a Joe Walsh song. 
You know, life's been life's good to us so far. You realize he wrote that song while he was mowing his front lawn? I thought you were going to say on drugs, to which I was going to respond. He wrote every song that way. Both could be true at the same time. And you know what else makes this job fun and makes this this life great is that we get to bring on fans and friends of the show like Tommy Springer, Bama Springer. Welcome to the show, man. You called in the other day and you said that I had brass balls for picking Alabama over Georgia. I'm doubling down. I'm picking it again. But I I couldn't pick it as my upset pick because it's not worth enough points. How are you, pal? I'm fine, and then and then the boy from Pensacola, yeah, the baby, boy from the Emerald Coast, <laughs> the boy with a daggum water is green and the babes are fine, pulled off and said the same thing, and I, I you all made me lose another half a beer. I've been saying okay, it three. So Bama, Bama Springer, I've been saying three weeks. Bama's gonna get Georgia. Springer, water's not supposed to be green. What's going on down there in Pensacola? Emerald green. Hey, baby. dude, green, blue, green. Uh, Rob knows what I'm talking about. It changes with the season. Sometimes it's blue, man. So you know, Rob, you you you. How long did you stay in Pensacola and down in that part? Uh, of the world? Only about thirty five years. Oh my God! So you know? So have you ever been to the floor, Bama? Have I been to the floor? I have thrown, I have tossed mullet at the floor, Bama Springer. You know better, babe. <laughs> How cool is that, dude? Best bar in the world. <laughs> Best bar in the world. Orange Beach, Alabama, baby. Best bar in the world. I, I was born and raised. Born and raised down there till I moved up here twenty something years ago. But I digress. And, Boy, we got to we got to get together. So. We got to get together. Uh, get together and get a beer and talk floor, Bama. I got yeah, real excited yeah, for a y- second. Y'all got to hang out and do some redneck. Yeah, boy. Redneck well, Riviera. Look, okay, well, Rob, Rob, have you ever caught your own red snapper and cooked it? Springer, listen, I know you don't know me that well yet, my man. Uh, no, not no, only, I don't. Not only snapper. I'm going to tell you right now, the best fish in the world that you can catch down in Pensacola, Florida, and it's Bring easy it. to catch them, you make, a, you make a sheep's head sandwich, it'll change your life. Change your life. <laughs> I would have never thought you would have said that. Sheep's head right. sandwich will change your life, brother. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, let me let's talk about football. So, so if if Alabama was able to pull off the upset, okay. All right, I heard somebody that that has a show on your on y'all station. Uh, his name, his initials is Jr. Okay, in the middle of the day, he said if if Alabama beats Georgia, they go they might keep them both out of there. What what what, what what's up with that? Oh, I got you. That's easy, Diesel. That might be out. his worst take he's ever had. No, it's not. Hear me out. Tell me if I'm crazy. All right, here you go. I said this earlier to another buddy of mine. I was on in Chicago. I said the same thing. Georgia gets beat by Alabama. Michigan beats Iowa. Florida State beats uh, Louisville. Oregon or Washington beats Oregon. I got three conference right. champs all undefeated. They gotta go now. Who do you have left? That's one loss and a Power Five champion. Alabama and Texas. Those two played each other. Who won? Texas won. Yeah, you but what happens in September it. doesn't matter to the playoff That's committee. That's BS. They have been saying it matters for nine years. They have been saying head-to-head matters as much as anything else, and now they have to back it up because if they do not back it up, all of us get to go, you hypocritical sons of bleeps. And if they do that, then, because remember, the committee's not going anywhere. they got to make decisions about 10, 11, 12 starting next year. Springer, if Alabama beats Georgia and Florida State wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins, I'm telling you right now, the SEC gets shut out. Yeah, but if there's anything I know about our esteemed guest on the line, Bama Springer, is that he is a fan of Dirty Dancing, and you know full well nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts nobody Bama puts corner. Bama in a corner. They are not going to leave look, 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 the look, SEC look. out. Let me tell you something. If they do that, and I'm going to leave y'all with this, you, you know we all this talk uh, down the hall. You want to talk about a damn insurrection? I'm going to tell you something right now. 
Because it'll be daggum pitchforks and daggum torches if they do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. And by the way, Bramer Springer, shoot me an email at rob.brown at thefanupstate.com. We'll grab a. Uh, we'll grab us a Pensacola Bay Brewery beer soon. Uh, I'm telling you, if Georgia loses to Alabama, but the other three that are playing that are undefeated right now all win, and Texas beats Oklahoma State, which let's be real, they're gonna. If those win. Bama will be left out. Georgia will be left out because you have to, in my opinion, you have to take the undefeated Power 5 conference champions and the last two have a head-to-head. If you do that, if you do that, you have told me head-to-head means nothing and we will never again, Diesel, never again get another big out-of-conference game. Never again. If that happens, and where does the college football playoff committee meet to do this? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Texas. Texas. Some little bitty town in Texas. Okay, so uh, uh, I don't know if there's highways wide enough for all the rednecks on their riding lawnmowers with a beer in their left hand and a cooler on the back hauling to Texas at a whopping three and a half miles an hour. That's what the deck pulled all the way up on high. They are not <laughs> They are not prepared for that kind of smoke. They will not leave the SEC out. I don't care what you say. They're not going to do it. I will stand gonna do it. middle of the road, shield in hand. Which is just deodorant for the rednecks, all right? I will stand shield in hand, and I will say, do you know how you could have prevented this? Do you know how you could have fixed this? Do you know how you could have got yourself into the playoff? Beat Texas. That's all you had to do. All you had to do was beat Texas, and you're in the playoff today, but you could not do it, so you are out. For Georgia, all you got to do is win the SEC and beat Bama. You beat Bama, Georgia's in, no questions asked. But if Georgia loses to Bama, FSU, Michigan, Texas and Washington all win. The SEC is shut out for the first time, and there will be one reason why: because Bama lost the football game. You know what does happen is everybody wins in that scenario because it creates chaos oh, across the nation, and it pushes us to a bigger. I know we're going to a twelve-team playoff next year, but it pushes us to say, you know how you avoid that? You expand it even further. Let's when we go come to back, baby. No, when we come back, we're, the, we're hitting the top five at five, the five biggest sports stories of the day. And then we'll also get you caught up at 520 with Cole Bryson, our high school football expert ahead of all them state championship games right here on Offsides. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.